This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hey everyone, it's Victoria Madian from the Vibrant Raw Living Podcast. I'm Vegan Danielle from the Specialty Produce Network. We're so excited San Diego Restaurant Week is coming. Join Specialty Produce in celebrating 180 restaurants over eight days. It's all happening this year from January 21st to January 28th. For those of you looking for plant-based options, one of our favorite restaurants, Cafe Gratitude, happens to be on the list. Go to www.sandiegorestaurantweek.com for more information. Select the drop-down menu under Type of Food and click Vegan to display other restaurants with vegan options. Don't forget to use the hashtag SDRW on social media in all of your delicious food photos and enjoy all our local San Diego chefs have to offer. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be talking about discipline. There's a lot of ways in which people sometimes lack discipline or they find difficulty developing discipline and it's a question that I commonly get asked being that I have a lot of things that I consistently do in my life and have been doing for years. Um, When it comes to your job, when it comes to your passions in life, when it comes to things that you really want to see progress in, I feel like discipline can be a very, very useful thing to have. And even just with you know, being that I'm recording this episode close to the new year beginning, I feel like sometimes people start out with a lot of discipline, but it can be difficult to maintain it long term. But there are benefits in doing that. So I'm going to share some things that might come across a little bit like straightforward, I guess, um, in regards to things that have kind of helped me in the past and helped me to this day and things that I've learned from my mentors and Um, different masters of their craft that I've worked with over the years. So I think just taking into consideration what your occupation may be. If you don't have an occupation or a job that is really fulfilling to you or, um, you know, something that you do on a consistent basis, because I know that there are a variety of ages that listen to this, but speaking to adults, you know, if you have your job or your occupation. I feel like it's your duty to immerse yourself in that and immerse yourself in that craft completely. And I think even if you are younger, you can take that into whatever type of like sport or extracurricular activity you're doing. If you're really into academics, like whatever you're interested in, really immerse yourself in it if you're passionate about it. I feel like this is how you really gain respect in your field when you know a lot about what you're doing and you practice it day in and day out. It can build a lot of momentum for you to continue being inspired, being motivated to want to reap the results of the efforts that you're putting into it. So you have to fall in love with your work. I don't feel like it's something you can really complain about. If it's something that you're very passionate about, 
let that really drive you. There are always going to be things that you can complain about, like, you know, whether you're starting a new workout routine or you're starting a new type of, you know, lifestyle practice. There's always going to be things that are a little bit uncomfortable. And I think that's just to be expected. Life doesn't always feel comfortable all the time. And we have to really have the uh, endurance and the determination to push through some of those times. When you dedicate your life to really mastering those skills, whatever they may be, you know, if you're passionate about being a dentist and cleaning people's teeth or like building the best type of porcelain veneers that you can or doing the best job you can with that, Um, whether you're a landscaper and you want to elevate the, you know, a person's backyard or the landscaping outside of a building and make it look better. Everything that we do is to elevate the material that we're working with. And that really reaches across a range of things. And I'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, I think when the art itself is simple, the simplicity leads to purity. What I mean by that is, let's take, for example, ballet. If you have a ballet dancer that's been training in ballet since they were three years old and they might be like, you know, in their 20s now and they've trained in and out, day in, day out in ballet, they might be doing a lot of the same exercises on a daily basis, doing their plies, doing tendus, rondejambes, frappes, rondejambes en l'air, all these types of things to build their muscle, um, you know, center floor exercises, leaps, all these types of things, and their body will literally look so constructed differently. It'll be sculpted differently than someone who might be very immersed in soccer or has been practicing soccer a long time. You're, the simplicity of what exercises are used in ballet to help build the body to that um, structure, it is simple but it builds a very pure practice and it builds a very pure approach to what is being shown on stage, what the approach is to the choreography and the learning process. I feel like sometimes simplifying your equation in your life is a really, really important skill to have. When I was probably around in high school, that concept really started to ring true to me. I think that was a way that I applied a lot of math into my life. I thought about all the different variables that I had and ways in which I could simplify them and create a more concise equation that worked more efficiently for my life. And sometimes it does take discipline to cut things out of your life and get rid of certain things in order to move forward but it will create an intensified energy towards what you do in your life and allow you to express yourself and work in such a way where you are really giving the best parts of yourself to what you're doing. I think when you invest in the belief that what you're doing is worth it, then it becomes worth it. If you're doing something and you're not really believing that you're getting anything out of it and you're not growing, whatever that may be, whether you're in school, whether you're working, you know, several jobs, whether you're working one type of job, 
When you invest your time in it, you have to believe that you are giving everything you can to it so that you can get the most out of it. And it's more a process of refinement and refining your skills, refining your approach to whatever you're doing, whether you work in sales or customer service. How can each day that you do your job, like how can you do it better so that every single person that you speak with in that day you know, you improve upon your skills and speak with them even better than the person you did yesterday or the clients that you did yesterday. And you're able to sell more product and you're able to apply more of what worked during that process and grow in that way and see your growth in that discipline and keep those habits and those approaches very consistent. That way you're able to to really see and maximize your growth in those areas. You know, there's going to be a lot of different things that we'll do in our life. I know that I've worked in a variety of fields in my life, and I've learned a lot of different things from working in those fields. And I think the important thing is that you learn the lessons you need to from whatever you are doing in your life, whether it's relationships, whether it's jobs, whether it's any type of, you know, like traveling experiences exposing yourself to new content. I feel like when we're in school, we are given lessons and we're supposed to learn lessons from what we're taught in school and take things away from that. In life, we're given other types of lessons. And I think what allows you to move forward in life is learning from every experience that you have. Because I think that's when things get wasted. If you don't learn from the experiences that you've been through in your life, then I think it makes it a little bit more difficult to move past it. There's always a lesson in whatever we go through in our life, as difficult as it may be. And when we apply those lessons to our life, it gives us hindsight. It gives us depth and perception towards what we can do in the future and ways we can avoid going down similar paths I think if you ever want to reach the next level in whatever you're doing, you will need talent to begin with. I think, you know, as a dancer, you there are people that have a lot of natural talent and a lot of natural ability, flexibility, strength, bone structure that are literally just built to do what dance requires of your body. There are certain people that have, you know, literally anatomical you know, aspects of their structure of their bones that like allow them to do this better. I mean, one of the first things that comes to mind is Misty Copeland. Her bone structure, you could see from the time when she was really young, like really complemented dance. It made it very, um, you know, I don't want to say it made anything easier for her, but it definitely complemented dance and it most likely was an advantage to her in her training, um, Due to some of the hyperextension in parts of her body and her ability to build muscle in certain areas and just her bone structure is built for a dancer and she is one of the best dancers that I've ever seen and she's the principal, she's been the first African-American ballet dancer at ABT or American Ballet Theater 
you know, in history. So she's definitely broken a lot of boundaries and used her natural ability to go far in her life. Not everybody is born with natural abilities towards their passion, but that doesn't mean it can't be acquired. There are some people that approach their passions because it's something that comes easy to them and they have a lot of natural talent. And some people approach it because they have a hard work ethic. I think to really reach the next level, you need both. You need to work hard and you need to apply the talent that you have. To a certain extent, I feel like if you work really hard towards something and you're not necessarily super talented in that area, you may plateau But, I mean, I don't think anybody should place limits on whatever they're capable of. Just in my experience, that's oftentimes what I've seen. I think following uh, the same daily routine is something that I've kept pretty consistent throughout my life. And it's changed, but I do keep a lot of routine in my life because it gives me a lot of structure. And it allows me to break away from that from time to time and still have a lot of flexibility, but it is something that I'm fairly disciplined with. And, you know, typically a daily routine for me is waking up, doing some type of meditation, prepping my food for the day, going for, you know, a walk between four to six miles, um, practicing yoga, doing a bit of weight training, eating a meal, getting into my work that I'm doing for the day. And then in the evening, I'm teaching and training my dancers, setting choreography. And, you know, even when I come home, I'll still be doing research. I'll still be doing a lot of other things. Um, And that's typically what my days are like at this point. It's really important for me to take care of my body and maintain my body because I use it as my tool for my job. So, you know, that's the career path that I've chosen and I absolutely love it. And it's something I've been doing for a long time. And there are certain things that always have to be put in place in order to maintain whatever instrument we're working with and maintain maintain ourselves. So that's something that day in, day out, that's what I do to work on myself. And even when I go Uh, you know, shopping for food, like I have a routine with that too. There's usually a certain time of day I'll go, like I have the certain areas of the particular store that I'm in that I'll go to this place first, the other place second, you know, within the store and check out. I have places where I put everything in my refrigerator so I always know what I have and what I don't have. And um, like, it's just very structured as far as keeping a variety of things in my um, life that way I know what I can go to when I need it. And I think trying a lot of things helps with that too. I've tried a lot of things over the years and really what works for me, those are the things that I keep in my daily life. When it comes to the work that you put out into the world, I think with the choreography that I like to do, I think there's a high level of discernment that I typically have. If it's not good, I don't feel like I can teach it. Like if I'm not feeling the choreography, if I'm not into what I'm doing, if I'm not moved by it, then I really don't feel compelled to teach it. I don't feel compelled to communicate it. And it's not something that I feel like I can do. And I feel like if you're really trying to master whatever you're doing in your life, you have to really 
you know, whether you're a chef, you have to master whatever, you know, if you can't serve something that you wouldn't want to eat yourself, you know, I think you have to test it, you have to taste it, you have to perfect it, you have to work on it for a while until you know, like, what's going to work. And sometimes you need to go through that process. But I think you have to be very true to yourself. And, you know, if it's not good, don't put it out there. Um, I feel like as much as there is a movement now um, towards, you know, self-love and everything, I think you can be self-critical and be loving towards yourself at the same time. You can, you know, I think being self-critical does set a standard for excellence. You do have to be critical on yourself to a certain extent. There is a difference between being loving towards yourself and I think being critical towards yourself in a constructive way is an important part in growing. I don't think that you can really grow without learning how to take and receive constructive criticism. I'm really grateful that this is a skill that I've, you know, kind of was like forced to have to deal with growing up as a dancer. You're critiqued all the time and um, given a lot of things that you're constantly having to improve on, whether you're getting it from competition judges, getting it from your um, instructors. And there are definitely times, there's certain times more so than others where it might wear you out a little bit and you have to remember why you're doing this and that people have the best intentions for you. And if they don't, then maybe you need to find some new instructors. But um, I think there's there's a there's a that passion that you have should motivate you to be determined to to grow and create more discipline towards your habits because I think when you see anybody who's a master in their craft who's highly refined in what they do and really understands what has to be done that's a process that they've gone that they've gone through and there's very few people that I've met in my life that have not gone through a type of growth process where they've become really, really skilled in what they do without that happening. So I think it's a part of the process that you have to embrace. And there's ways of being self-critical and critiquing in such a way that is constructive. And, you know, I've done a previous podcast episode talking about criticism, competition, and um, comparison and there's a way to use all those things to your advantage. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I do recommend you go back and listen to it. But I think being self-critical is important. I think not to the point where it's damaging your relationship with yourself, but when you're using it in such a way where you can be pushing yourself forward and motivating yourself to do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more every day because you love yourself and you want to see yourself grow, that's a positive place to be working from and it's progressive. I think, you know, for me, I always want whatever I'm doing to be better than the last time I did it. And there's always a lot of variables that come along with that as well. Saying when I go into yoga, I want to have my practice be better than the day before. And what do I mean by that? It doesn't mean the postures look better. Of course, that's always like, you know, can be a side effect, but it's not the it's not the focus. The whole objective towards yoga is getting to that state mentally where you're ready to practice. And it's a state that I like to 
honestly live at as much as I can. I like to bring my meditation into everything that I do and treat my life as if it is a meditation. Um, There's a lot of ways in which I think I can clearly see the difference in how my yoga practice has evolved over time in regards to the type of thoughts that come up and how I react to them and what I do with them. Because that's something that's very personal within each individual. There's always going to be a lot of thoughts that come up. Maybe we don't think that we're worthy of having certain things or we're not worthy of experiencing certain types of things. Maybe we're hateful towards ourselves in certain ways. Like These are all very normal emotions that a lot of people feel. So I think learning how to deal with that in such a way where you just kind of tell (laughs) those thoughts to like get lost is really important because those types of thoughts are not constructive. Those things will keep you down and, you know, cause you to isolate yourself, cause you to um, be insecure and not move forward in your life. And we all deserve to discover what we're capable of in our life and live the fullest life we possibly can pursuing our passions. So, you know, that aspect of my yoga practice is something that I feel like I have quite a bit of control over now, and it definitely affects a lot of different areas of my life. There are things that people can tell me, you know, that I'm this way or that way or make misconceptual judgments towards me or have misconceptions towards me or about me. And at the end of the day, like, I know who I am, I know where I come from, and I know what my truth is, and that's not something that can be easily shaken at this point because I've given so much attention to, you know, my my mind and my body and my psychological health. Like, all of that's really been something that I've invested a lot of time in, really getting to know myself, who I am, what I like, what I'm passionate about, And it's been a really rewarding investment for me to have experienced that. And I don't think that anybody should ever feel like they are not worth investing that in themselves. I mean, in all honesty, it costs nothing to discover who you are if you really put the energy into it. But I think um, back to the approach of like wanting every day, wanting everything that I do to be better than the last time that I did it. I want every podcast episode that I do to be better than the last time. I want every dance combination that I create to be better than the last combo. Like, I want everything that I do to be better, every recipe that I create, every smoothie that I make, every everything that I do and how I do it. I think I really do approach it in such a way where I want everything to be better than the last time. And I get a little bit, you know... I don't want to say hard on myself, but I definitely hear that voice kick in where I'm just like, you can do better than this. Like, I believe in you. Let's let's find a different way to do this. And if I don't know the way, then I'll find a way to make it happen. I'll create, you know, um, a practice of discovering. I really think in this day and age, it's not so much what you know and how many facts you can memorize and stuff. It really, life is so much about your ability to be able to find the answer and create a different outlook and a different life for yourself if you if you truly want to to not stay stuck in 
knowing a lot of things is great, but like finding new ways to do things is also really important as well. I think for me, a master is really somebody who takes their work seriously, performs at the highest level they possibly can, really aspires to improve their skills, approaches their work with a lot of cleanliness. And sometimes I feel like a leader can have a bit of impatience. You know, sometimes leaders are better than collaborating because they really take the the approach that they they're they know what works and they trust themselves and they don't really need the opinions of other people to tell them what is right for them. Like they know what's true for themselves and the people that will want to work with them will come to work with them and trust them. So I think even if there's even, I don't know if arrogance is the right word, but I think there's a certain level of confidence that you need to have even as a leader to to know how to collaborate, but know when you don't need the opinion of someone else and know when to stand by your beliefs as well. And to be passionate about the, what they do as well. You know, for me, I think I was always taught to work incredibly hard. You know, I think the harder you work, the less regrets you have. I have to say from for this, for a lot of different things, you know, it's like if you study really hard for a test and you do really the best you possibly can, even if it's not the best score, you know, you might get 100% on it. You might get a couple wrong or whatever. If you put the hard work into studying for it, then at the very least, you'll feel less regret that you didn't waste that time. I know when I put in extra hours and extra attention into studying all of my routines before I would go to competition, all of that, it's like I would feel more comfortable with my performance, A, because I had practiced more, but I would feel more comfortable with the outcome as well because I did everything that I possibly could to prepare for it. And regardless of the result, I know that I already got the results that I wanted to from pushing myself and putting myself out there. So I think hard work really is something that has a lot of payoff. And some people say that, you know, the harder they work, the luckier they get. And I have to say that I definitely agree with that. I think there's a lot of benefit to investing time into what you possibly can do in a day and making the most out of it. You know, whether that's giving time to your workouts, giving time to developing your relationship with your kids, giving time to yourself, you know, all of those investments in the moment might not even seem like that important or that significant, but over time it will build up and you never know when those experiences in those moments will come to serve you and when that knowledge that you've gained from those experiences will come to serve you in a positive way. So definitely I think like hard work leads to a lot less regrets in life and I don't think you should live with regrets. I think you know, the way to live without regrets is to learn from every experience. But I think hard work definitely is the way to go. I think being very detail-oriented is something that I was taught a lot growing up. Being very disciplined with paying attention to every detail. 
And again, like it just brings me right back to ballet class, making sure that certain muscles are being utilized, that the toes are pointed in a certain way, that your hand is held a certain way, that you're engaging the correct muscles for your posture, like because that's very foundational. That has really influenced a lot of different things in my life, whether I'm checking details and I'm editing something, whether I'm choreographing a piece and looking at all the different details that needs to be fixed. I think that really paying a lot of attention to detail is is a sign of someone who is working towards mastery. You know, whether it's editing a photo or paying attention to the ingredients that I'm putting into whatever kind of food I'm eating and plating it a certain way so that it looks beautiful and presentable and making art out of everything that I possibly can and using the tools that I have, whether it's punctuation, whether it's, um, you know, a different level of performance when I'm performing, no matter what it is, paying attention to the details is so important to really leveling up whatever you're doing and elevating whatever you're doing. I was always really taught to work relentlessly every day. As a dancer, I trained day in, day out for years on end. And I have to say, like, I'm not the only person who ever did that. You know, to some people, it might seem a little bit extreme, but that's what my passion is and was. And that relentlessness creates results that would otherwise not exists. It creates an energy within me that otherwise wouldn't exist. So it's letting that out. It's letting that piece of me come to life more. And it changes who I am on a daily basis into becoming more true to who I actually am and completing the things in my life that are most important to me. I think it teaches me that relentlessly every day, I want to be working towards something that is making me a better person, and I choose to do that for myself, not because I'm afraid of what will happen if I don't. I think to a certain extent, it's just living with the mindset that I want to work towards quality and consistency and cleanliness in what I do. I'm really grateful to have worked with a lot of experts in their field, no matter what they are good at, whether they're business people, whether they're Whatever they do, like literally whatever they do, I've worked with phenomenal dance instructors, people who are really at the top of the industry, Emmy Award winning, you know, all these people. It's just, you know, I've worked with a lot of people that are very, very good at what they do. And I think, you know, a lot of these things that I'm saying really ring true with a lot of the ways in which they carry themselves and they have achieved that success and maintain that success. For me, I never want to create a disappointing experience with any student that comes into my class, with any person that I have an interaction with. I feel like my goal is always really to, again, elevate whatever is happening. I want to elevate a person's mood if I'm with them. I want to elevate the ingredients that I'm working with um, to create whatever I'm eating or a recipe that I want to share. I want to elevate my dancers, not only internally, but externally, you know, from their mind, body, and spirit to their their performance that they give on stage. 
you know, from their body treating them in such a way where I believe in them and training them in such a way where they're developing literally like their muscles and their their determination to get through the challenging workouts that they're put through. Um, that's something that's really important to me. And I, I don't want them to be disappointed in themselves. I don't want them to feel like they could have worked harder. It's my job to, I feel like, push as as hard as I can without going beyond, you know, the limit that is not supposed to be passed. And years of doing that with myself allows me to, I feel like, have a better understanding of how to do that with other people. But I feel like it's allowed me to be a better friend to the people that I know in my life. Um, it's allowed me to be better to myself and it's allowed me to be better to my students. Um, it just makes me approach the things that I do with a very different mindset always trying to do my best. I think, you know, I was always taught also that failure is not an option. Like you really need to be tough. You can't choose to fail at things in your life. And, you know, you have to think that like, there's literally no going back. Don't give yourself that option because I feel like that's what makes people sometimes kind of soft and sometimes kind of lazy and they don't push themselves. If you give yourself the option of failure, then how are you going to grow? And, you know, I think having a lot of people in my life that, you know, especially my parents, my parents are really strong examples for me, my dad especially, um, being that he he's seen a lot of adversity in his life and I really respect what he's been through and I hopefully we'll have him on a podcast episode sooner than later. But he's been through quite a bit in his life. You know, he's lived in a lot of different countries, worked in a lot of different countries, had to start from really not much and create a lot for himself many, many times. And he always taught me to never fail. Like, don't even see failure as an option. You have to succeed. And even if you don't get the results that you want, you grow in the process of becoming who you are and learning about yourself in the process of getting to the point that you do get to, whether it's where you expected to go or whether it's very different. You just have to see it as like there's no turning back. I'm making this choice and I'm moving forward and I'm not going to go back to whatever that was. And I think that needs to be something that people maybe think about a little bit more to not get so stuck in their ways and used to what they're doing if they need to elevate that. If they're not taking the tasks that they do complete on a daily basis or the things that they do on a daily basis and approach it in such a way where they're going to do it better and better every single time, I think it's more so that practice of making the best out of what you have and pushing yourself to be the best you can at whatever you're doing you know, my dad came to this country and didn't speak the language. He lived in Iran and Paris before coming here. So, I mean, he didn't speak English. He came to this country and he was a dishwasher at Denny's. And he was the dishwasher the month, like month after month for a long time. Um, you know, he was the best dishwasher. And I have to say, if we ever go to like a party or... um 
you know, someplace. My dad's always willing and offers to help wash the dishes, even if there's people there that are, like, assigned to do it or, like, you know, like, helpers or, um, you know, there's people there that specifically to wash the dishes. Like, my dad always volunteers to do that, and he does such an incredible job. And it's little things like that that I think not only as America as a country, I feel like allows a lot of people here to to come here and it is seen as a land of opportunity where you can come here and you can learn a skill and build from that. And, you know, I think it just says a lot about my dad that he went through that process of no matter what he did in any aspect of his life, he always wanted to be the best in every job that he went into afterwards he always strived to be the best. And even what he does now for a living, he's one of the top financial advisors in the United States and his company. So, you know, that's something that he's always worked towards and he always pushes himself. And he's been a really positive influence for me in my life to to really overcome a lot of hardships because there's a lot of things in my life that have not gone perfectly. They haven't gone how I've anticipated they would. And I feel like that's true for a lot of people. There's never things that like, there's always going to be things that go in a direction that we didn't anticipate. And sometimes it can be really painful. Sometimes you can, you know, can make us question a lot of things about ourselves, about our life. But I think when you have that determination that you will move forward and whatever you're going through, you will move past it, then it allows you an opportunity to do that. And you give yourself a chance. I think when I'm working with my students, sometimes I'm not really maybe as warm with them sometimes. And I think there's times in our life where we need to be a little bit more considerate towards ourselves. We need to be more compassionate with ourselves and you know, understanding and all of that. And there's also times I think you need to be a little bit more cut dry and cold and objective about things and in order to attain progress. And there's always a delicate balance with all of that. But I think, you know, oftentimes when I'm working with my students, I'm very objective about what needs to be done. I don't really, you know, I always acknowledge their efforts, but I don't give unnecessary compliments just to build them up. I think they should want to earn that and they should want to earn raising their standards to a level where they're really pushing themselves to work harder than they've ever worked before in a very disciplined way, but in a very constructive way and in a way that will allow them to progress. You know, I think sometimes it's more of like maybe a parent or a friend's job to be like, you know, kind of give compliments that might be a little bit of like a white lie. For me, I don't really do that. I really say what I feel in such a way that really helps whoever I'm dealing with objectively move forward in their life in a progressive way, even if it's like a little bit uncomfortable in all honesty, because that's what has helped me move forward through a lot of things in my life. There are times where you just need to stop what you're doing and move on, or you need to really change. And 
there's nothing that will come from staying the same and people coddling you and allowing you to stay where you're put. If that's not where your goal is, if that's not your goal, then you know, it's hard to say like what you're doing. You have to push yourself. And I work with a variety of different, you know, dancers. So there's some dancers that come in there and they just want to do recreational, um, you know, training. I don't work with many dancers that are rec, um, but I have in the past, you know, now most of the dancers that I work with are very, you know, they want to compete. They want to win awards. They want to get scholarships. They want to get recognized. And so, in order to do that, it takes a different level of of discipline to do that. It takes a different level of performance. And if they really want it, then they have to push themselves in that direction. So I can't stand by and watch them do things, you know, not fall out and not say anything about it or congratulate the fact that they're marking through something. You know, people go through injuries. People have rough days like, you know, <laughs> I've been told it's like you're allowed to, you know, mess up something like once a month. You're allowed to have like a bad day every once in a while. But like don't get in the habit of constantly making excuses for yourself because you can't really move forward positively and progress if you're constantly allowing yourself to make excuses and you have people around you that are not pushing you and seeing that you are better than maybe what you are and you are capable of more than what you're doing right now and that they believe that you are that's possible for you. So that's really the type of mentor I try to be to my kids and you know I find that it it definitely works and they respect it because there is structure there and they have somebody who believes in them even though I'm hard on them sometimes it's for their betterment. And I think that's really what leads to their constant improvement, consistent improvement. I think, you know, I'm the type of person that I don't feel like I've ever achieved perfection. Now, there's a difference between I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of over the past several years, people are like, oh, you're perfect as you are. Like, that's great. Like, yeah, I do feel like as I am created, as you know god made me as i am i feel perfect in that way not that i'm a perfect person but i feel like what i am is good enough like perfect in that sense what i am is good enough but my processes and how i do things can always be improved and i really see myself and the things that i do in that way I feel like you never really know where the top is. You don't know what the pinnacle is of what you can possibly do. Um, And I feel like I use that in such a way where it's like I don't hate what I do. I don't hate my job. I don't hate where I put my efforts. I don't feel like I can ever feel that way. I always have to live with the mindset that I appreciate everything that I have. I appreciate the struggles. I appreciate the good times the interesting times, and sometimes the not-so-fun times. People could say it's even bad times. Challenge. It's a challenge. But I think when you really expose yourself to a lot of stress, um, intentionally put yourself through it, um, find ways to get through it, physically, mentally, spiritually, you will be tested in your life. And when you find your way through that, 
there's always ways to overcome. There's always ways to get to the other side of the issue that you're dealing with. And I mean, there will be challenges that we all face in our life, but we're always capable of getting through that. And when we live with the mindset that we are capable of getting through it, that's half the battle right there. For me, I have always had the mindset also that I have to work twice as hard as my mentors if I'm ever going to succeed them. And it's a standard that I do hold true for my students as well. I mean, I want my students to be far more successful than me. And, um, you know, I will continue to have my own success in my life. But like that is definitely a belief that I hold true. I want my students to be better dancers than I was at their age. I want them to know everything or as much as I can teach them and what's appropriate for them to know. I want them to know what I know to a certain extent and grow beyond that in whatever way is most authentic and true for them and take the the lessons that they learn through working with me into a lot of other areas of their life and allow that to be something that allows them to progress. We work hard in our lives and when we have people that we look up to, if we ever wish to really reach a high level of excellence in our life, we have to approach it in such a way where we have to absorb everything they're willing to teach us. I mean, I know for me when I'm in the room with, you know, someone who I consider a master instructor in whatever way that they are a master in their life. You know, I was always trained to stay quiet, focus, learn everything you possibly can as quickly as you possibly can and apply it as fast as you possibly can. And that really comes back to choreography. When you're taught a routine, oftentimes you might be taught, you know, like a minute plus of choreography in less than an hour. So your ability to uptake absorb and digest that choreography in a sense and apply it and do it over and over again is a huge skill. And that can be really, really useful when you're working with a lot of mentors or you have a mentor, someone who is mentoring you. You can take what they're giving you and apply it in your life. I think when you work with somebody who's so good at what they do, taking it, you know, in the sense of like a choreographer, they have been through stress. They've been through pain. They might have been through injuries. They might have dealt with a lot of other challenges in their life. And what they're teaching you is like the fruit of all of that. And to be able to receive that with gratitude, appreciate it, have respect for it, I think is so, so important. Anybody that we come in contact with in our life, they're, in my opinion, doing the best that they possibly can in that moment. I really do my best to like trust that. And whether they're critical on themselves or they have people that are pushing them and wanting them to move forward and progress is a different situation. But I think to appreciate what people are giving to you is, is really valuable you know, that really breeds respect and it allows you to respect yourself more because you're appreciating what you're being given and that's becoming a part of you. It's becoming a part of your processes. It's becoming a part of your life. 
and you're absorbing that in such a way where it's it can be a as big or as little of an influence on you as possible. You know, there's people that we walk past every day that could really, you know, if we sat down and talked with them, could change our lives, you know, could change the way we look at things. And I feel like that's definitely a goal of mine on the podcast is to bring guests like that onto the show and, you know, have them share what they've been through in their life and what determination has allowed them to um, achieve in their life and what discipline has been able to help them achieve in their life. But I think at the same time, we always have to stay humble. I think my yoga practice definitely taught me that because I did get a lot of attention and still do get quite a bit of attention when I go to class of people, you know, maybe looking at my postures because I've been working hard on my body for a long time. You know, it's it definitely didn't happen overnight. It's not a mistake. Like, I'm, it, it wasn't just, like, given to me. Like, my abilities that I have were earned and I'm always very appreciative when people offer compliments to that. But at the same time, I know that whatever I've learned is just a drop in the bucket of what I have to learn in my life. And that just because my yoga practice may look the way that it does or, um, you know, appear the way that it does to people, I respect that other people are working on their practice hard too. And I'm just as inspired by anybody who, you know, gets up in the morning and puts themselves together and does a job that gives back to society in a positive way. You know, they're not hurting anybody. Like, I have a lot of respect for that. And um, I think there's a lot of humility. Like I know that any day, like it doesn't matter if I'm a picture of health, like I could be hit by a bus, like knock on wood, <laughs> but like, but that could happen. And I don't live my life to receive compliments like that. I don't live my life for the validation of other people. I feel like when we receive any type of acknowledgement for what we have and who we are, then that's beautiful. And I think it honestly says a lot more about the other person when they're able to offer that and see that because I think what we see in other people is a reflection of ourselves. And I think for me, it just shows that that person is a really beautiful person and whatever compliment they're giving me also in some way they are that as well. And I see that within them and that concept of like namaste, like seeing that light within another individual really comes through for me. So I think always remaining humble is so important because we all have good days. We all have bad days and I've had plenty of bad days in my life. And I think what makes people succeed or what makes people more successful in some people's eyes, when you look at some of the most successful people that are out there, oftentimes people just say like, you know, I failed more than the other person. You know, you have to keep on getting up and trying. You have to keep on getting back and going back to class, returning to your passion, continuing to find, you know, that source of motivation that will allow you to continue on with that discipline and progress because that's really almost like the essence of life. You know, you have to know who you are and discover who you are, whether 
you know, I'm kind of going back to some of the things that I said in my TED talk, but whether you're like, you know, if you compare each human being to like a different type of fruit, and there's a lot of different types of fruits and vegetables out there, if you want to, you know, more information about that, download the Specialty Produce app and you'll be floored. But <laughs> you can you can equate that to like every single person is a different person. Like you will never exist as you are in another, like no one will ever be you. And for you to have, I feel like self-discovery is, and like interest towards that is one of the greatest things. But like when a plant grows, there's a synergistic process that has to take place. You know, the seeds put in the soil, it's growing up through the earth. And like, you know, initially when you might look at the ground, you might just see a little green, you know, little bit of green leaves coming out of the ground but as that grows the leaves might look different than you know fig leaf tree leaves look way different than a valencia orange tree you know the leaves on a valencia orange tree and stuff so it's like as that grows it will start to develop into what it is and sometimes as a seed when we come out kind of like into the soil of earth there's a lot of adversity that we will go through in developing and growing into the person that we are and realizing the fruit that we have to give but like you have to connect back to that process of moving whatever elevating the energy in whatever you're doing bringing your best self to that process and making the most out of it that is the growth process that is how you grow branches out grow your vines like whatever's going on that's the growth process that we all have to dedicate ourselves to achieve in our life because you know there will be storms that come there will be things that will come in our life that will cause us to go through different emotions go through pain go through loss like and we have to be able to work past that with the mindset realizing that what we give at the end of whatever task we complete is part of our purpose on this earth. We have to really develop a discerning palette in regards to what what we hold true for being good and right and what isn't the best. I know that I've had to do this through dance, like as a competition judge Um, When I did work doing that, you know, you have to know, like, I've been exposed to a lot of dance and I know what good dance looks like and I know what, you know, dance that could really use a lot of work looks like. So there's a discerning element that you have to bring towards what you do in your life as well. You know, in the same way that people who are master chefs, it's like they have a discerning palate. They know what tastes good and they know what doesn't. There's ways in which they can elevate the ingredients, you know, using a variety of different things. And there's ways in which that doesn't really happen. We have to learn in our life. We might have to taste a lot of different things before we know really what tastes good to us, what feels right with us, what we connect with, and what we really don't. And... There's a lot of different ways to do that, but we have to be honest with ourselves in what actually is something we connect with and makes sense. Being that I did grow up with a lot of discipline, I have to say that I don't even necessarily think that if you don't grow up with a lot of discipline, it's like if you're not 
the best kid. You know, you could be like one of those rebellious kids and you can still have a lot of success in your life. And, you know, just because you're very disciplined doesn't always mean that you'll be successful, like, long term. I think you really have to take into consideration that you're always capable of going one way or another. But when you know what makes you work, what you connect with, what you're passionate about, and you can give your energy to that, and you put everything you have into that, then you can be successful. But I think don't don't limit yourself because of your past. Maybe you've rebelled against yourself a lot. Maybe you've given up on pursuing certain things that really meant a lot to you in the past. Like you always have an opportunity to change that. Just because you might have been raised a certain way or you might have, you know, you might have habits of consistently doing things that are not the best for you. It doesn't mean that you can't do it now. You have every opportunity available to you to get clear on what your goals are and be honest with yourself about what you're passionate about and pursue that in your life and do the best job possible you can in the process of doing that. In all honesty, I feel like if I stopped working, if I stopped progressing, if I stopped pushing myself, like a part of me would sort of feel worthless. A part of me would feel like, what am I giving back to society? Like, what is my purpose here? Like, yes, I'm meant to enjoy life. Yes, I'm meant to experience a lot of different things. But I feel like part of our reason why we're here on the earth is to be giving something back. And that is something we do through our work day in, day out, whether it's volunteer work, whether it's our jobs, whether it's our passion, like whatever it is, I don't think our worth is defined by what we do, but it does tie in. And I I really do feel like, you know, if I, I know times where sometimes I'm not working or not keeping that growth happening in my life, that's where a lot of stagnation happens. That's where sometimes I feel stuck. That's where sometimes I feel like, you know, negative habits can tend to come in. And I don't feel like that's so different than what may happen for a lot of other people. You know, when people have a lot of structure and consistency and they are surrounded by good people, there's more of a chance that they're going to progress in a positive direction, more so than maybe someone who's surrounded by negative influences and doesn't have people that believe in them and they don't believe in themselves either. I think the most important thing is that you have discipline when you approach being true to yourself and working hard on yourself regardless of whatever the external circumstances are because whatever anybody else says whatever anybody else is doing you have a purpose on this earth and that's what should be most important to you you're here to complete that and what other people try to throw you off balance with really shouldn't affect your ability to do that. I think you always have the ability to place what you're doing on a high level of importance, accept what other people's beliefs are, or discern what other people's beliefs are, and use everything to your advantage, even if it's criticism. Use it to your advantage to move forward in your life and become a better version of yourself and refine all of the aspects of your life that you possibly can. 
in all honesty, I feel like I will continue to do a lot of the same things that I'm doing now for the rest of my life. I will most likely continue to practice yoga the rest of my life. I'll most likely continue to dance for as long as I possibly can and keep the practices that work for me working because those are the skills and the things that I've learned that have worked. And of course, things may change over time. If I learn new habits and new refinements, I'm very open-minded to that. Whatever new advancements come along that I can use to improve what I'm doing, then I will, of course, want to be open to that. I think the work that I do is important to me because I know that what I do will affect other people. And, you know, as a choreographer, as like a human being, as an artist, all these things, like what I choose to do with my life, I know from working with the dancer, first and foremost, working on myself, working on my craft, working with my dancers, working with the dance piece that may be created in the process itself, that effect that it has on the audience, all of that is elevating energy to me. And that makes what I do worth it to me. That makes all the discipline that I keep in my life important to me. I do a lot of these things in my life because that's what I wish to do in the world. That's how I give back. That's my little piece that I give. And everybody has their little piece that they give. And that's mine. And I take honor in that. And I'm passionate about it. I'm grateful for it. And I will commit myself to it for as long as I possibly can. You know, dance has been such a passion for me in that I've trained in as many dance styles as I possibly can, you know, around and over 30 at this point, and whether it's, you know, whatever it is, I still want to learn more. I still always want to learn more. I don't care if people, I'm learning from instructors who are younger than me, older than me, like if they have, just, I don't even care. Like I want to learn as much as I possibly can because I think it allows me to be better and what I do to be better. I think for me, I'm always looking ahead and above myself because I know that someday I will die and I know that someday I'm not going to be physically like on earth. You know, people can get into that as they want to, but like I won't be physically alive anymore. And so with that, knowing that I want to give the best of myself while I am here. And I understand the the role that discipline plays in my ability to become the best version of myself and give that to the world. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.